Hey, thank you for listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are streamed. You can also visit PraiseChapelLasVegas.com and follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas to stay connected with PCLV. Thank you again for listening. Here comes today's message. There was a, a, a missing piece out of here. I don't know if you noticed that. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, you just walked right in like nothing, you know, because we love you guys. You know what I mean? I, 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 you know, crazy white boy I've ever seen, but I call him Iron Man. If you guys don't know why, touch his stomach with a stick. Boy, watch that. I do. I, I missed you guys. Uh, I'm, I'm happy you guys are home and. And your son, Mark, oh, my God, who's that? You know, he came in walking, you know what I mean? On, you know, but he came in and look at, he looks good, you know. It's, you guys are, you guys are missed. You guys are missed, okay? Just, we got to know where you guys live at now. That's all. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> well, tonight is uh, a great night. And I'm going to tell you why why in a minute, but this month is is a special month for us, you know. It's uh, uh, when we celebrate my daughter's going home, when she went home, um, March 16th will be 13 years, right, Ben? 13 years she's been gone, so, you know, you won't notice it, because we ain't going to show it like that. We've, we know where we're going, we know where she's at, we know the victory. That's victory, you guys. 13 years, man. It's it's not easy, but you get to know how to cope with it, and God shows you how to do it. I'm not hiding. I, I just dropped some stuff. I just, you know. But um, I did um, title this, but I first want to start with just giving God all the all the glory and all the honor, because. He he knows why I'm up here. I can't do it without God. I can't, you guys. You know, I wish you know Anthony's friend uh, Valeria was here. You know, to just tell her it's not easy what we do, but it is when God's with you. That that is easy when He's with you. You try to do it alone, you're not gonna get to where you're going. You can't. You know, I I was I I I was hurting for her when she was up here testifying, and that took a lot. I wish she was here, but, you know, another time. But um, God is good. God is moving in this place. If you don't see it, then you need to start opening your eyes and looking at your, your brothers and sisters next to you. God is moving. God is moving. You know what I'm saying? God is alive. I remember Christy when she was a baby. That's what I was telling your dad, as a matter of fact. I told your dad of all people, this is what you guys implanted. Even though you're not in church, but look at what's happening. They're coming back home, and they're going to teach theirs. That's what we do. You know what I mean? God's moving. You look around. You don't feel it? You got to feel it, man. You know? So what I want to talk about is if we want victory in our lives, 
then why are we looking in the wrong places? Why are we not looking where we need to be at, at his feet? Why? We ask it, we, you'll even talk to your brothers and sisters who are in Christ, and they tell you where to go, but you don't go to his feet. Where do we go? Other places. We'll go knocking, like my sister said, she drove up to the bar, right? Looking at the wrong places. You know? It's, it's the truth, you guys. This is a serious topic because you can't have victory in your life if you keep looking at other places. Other than at his feet. At the cross. At the altar. Pastor preached. Check this out. Last week, do you guys remember what he preached on? What was his title? His title was, Will You Dance in the Fire? Right? You didn't even know what you preached on, Pastor? Read your notes, Pastor. He said, Will You Dance in the Fire? Okay? My title is, or my question is, Do You Know How to Dance in the Fire? There's a difference. You can be in the fire, and you're going to just be in there because you're in there. But do you know how to dance while you're in there? It's a little serious for us tonight, especially when it's me. But do you know how to dance in the fire? Is your dance still full of doubts when you're in there? That's not dancing in the fire. You're just standing there. Wait, you go this way. Right? I felt that. Right? You can't be dancing in the fire and having doubts. You will get burned. Do you still have worries while you're in there dancing in the fire? Are you focusing on the fire around you? Are you really truly focused on the joy of knowing that Jesus is with you? Are you? Are we? When you're in the fire and you say you're a believer of Christ, then that means he's with you. Then why do you focus on the fire instead of him? That's how you make it and dance in the fire. Because he's right there with you. And you know he's with you. He's got your back. Right? You know, when he's with you, you know that the fire can come and, and, and be so big, but he's covered you. He's bigger than that. You know, when I was in a fire camp years ago, when I was in training, I, I volunteered for that. And they told us for the fire camp, if you guys get submerged with fire, take this pouch, and this pouch is like this big, and you open it up. It's a big old like foil paper. It looks like a, if you guys used to do the popcorn on the top of the thing, and then it'll bubble up like that, and it was foil. And they tell you, go in that in case the fire gets around you. Heck? Barbecue me or make me into? Because you're gonna still die. They said it's just you just 
will have a body to turn over to them when they find you. That's not a great covering. Jesus Christ is a great covering. No matter how hot or how big or how high the flame comes, God has your back. Trust and believe that. That's how you dance in the fire. Knowing that. Man, you guys are quiet. I don't even get an amen. Pastor gets up here and amen. He just sneezes. Amen, Pastor. I'm I'm just giving it to you and I don't even get nada. Okay. All right. When I talk about victory, I don't mean I made it through my eight hours of work. How many of you guys say that? Oh, I got victory. Come on. That's not what we're talking about here. I made it without being on Facebook today. Come on. I, well, that's not what we're talking about here. Come on. That's your desires right there. I want to hurry up and get out of here. I want to go home. I don't I just, you know, I just don't want to look on Facebook. They just they're dumb all the time on there. That's not victory. I didn't spend money on things I didn't really need to buy. Woo, man. See, now I'm getting Jesus and all. Amen. Okay. Check this one out. I made it to church four Sundays in a row and even a Wednesday. I'm not talking, that's not victory, you guys. That's not victory. You're trying to clock in and clock out. You're trying to win that golden ticket to get into heaven. You're not going to get it like that. That's not victory, you guys. That's not what we're talking about. What I'm talking about is how did I make it through my teens without following the crowd and doing the things of the world? We have teenagers up in here. That's what I'm talking about. That's a victory. Today's days, that's a victory. I would have hated to have grown up in your guys' this time. It's hard. Being a teenager is hard right now. Those are victories. How did I make it out of the neighborhood when everybody around us was in gangs or selling drugs? Some of our teenagers come from, from areas where it's harder than other areas. Think about that. Where, where this is our group right here, Rich, Sam, and Brenda, and I, we work at Street Teens, and we see some teenagers come in beat up, broken, drugged up. I forgot Marcos, he volunteers over there as well. We see them. Every day when they come in there, they're in there for four hours. They're, they're having a little victory and staying warm, taking a shower, eating a hot meal, getting some clothes on. Those are victories, you guys. We take advantage of what we're, we got. That's not the that's that's a different subject. I'm not even gonna go there. How did I get the job without a good education? That's been me. I've moved up and moved up only because of Christ, not because of who I am. Those are victories, you guys. Some of you guys might have had an education or had a high school diploma. I didn't have all that. God has covered me. Since I accepted him. Those are victories. Those are the victories we're talking about. 
And don't just put me. Put yourselves in there. You guys know where you guys grew up. You guys know where you guys came out of. You guys know your victories. How did I get off of drugs without using other drugs to get me off of them? I'm just telling the truth, man. I didn't go to any program to get off drugs. I didn't get other drugs to get me off of drugs. I came to God and to the cross, and he took me off of the drugs. Those are victories. That's what you get when you come to the cross and you come to his feet. Victories. This month is about victory. Well, the whole year and your whole rest of your life should be about victory. That banner should be high up. How am I still standing with losing a loved one? I told you this year or this month is our 13-year anniversary of my daughter going home. And me and my wife are still standing. Victory. Many people divorce after they lose a child. Victory. You understand what the victory is now that we're talking about? Not the eight hours, not the Facebook, not, not get out of here with that. I mean, to some of you, it might be heavy, it's hard. There's other things harder in your life that you can call victory. Every morning for some of us, just waking up is a victory. Can I get an amen on that one? Just waking up. 2 Samuel 23, 8 through 39. I don't know if you guys can get that one. No? Too much for you right now? That's all right. You guys will have victory right now. It's all right. It's a lot, it's a lot to read, I know. And... A lot of the names are just hard for me. I, I need to study or learn this other language. Because um, Second Samuel twenty three, uh, eight through thirty nine, uh, David's mighty men. If you guys didn't know who they are, if if you don't know what I'm talking about, you guys need to read that on your own. These mighty men, okay, this is this is where it's at. There's a scripture. They didn't just go and fight one-on-one, -on -one, two two-on-two. They went one against 800. One against 800. One man against 800 soldiers that came at them. I'm talking about that's a fire in itself. What's the odds in that of winning? Zero. But when you have Christ... They had victory over and over and over again. They had victory. It's not because they were Brother Garrett, the Iron Man. It's because Christ was in them and he had them covered. I think you don't hear me though. Listen, God's going to get you guys through so many different battles and, and, and wars. They're going to come against you. Add them all up. Add them all up. I just told you about one victory for me and my wife. Two, three. 
you guys have your guys' own victories. You start name, naming them. I, I, get, I bet you you've forgotten how many times God has got your back or covered you or gave you victory. You guys just forget that. And that's why we lose hope. Because we forget about all the stuff that he's brought you out of. And he's covered you up in. Don't forget all that stuff. I don't forget he took me off of dope. That's big. I don't forget that he got my wife and I back together and me being able to see my grandkids grow up or be born. Those are big victories for me. Because I, I don't deserve that. I was about the world. I was living on the other side. Those are victories for me that I remember who Christ is in me. And who he is when he covers me. He is my protector. He's my wall. And no matter what happens, he's got me. He's got each and every one of you. Regardless of what war or fire you're going through right now. Those are King David's mighty men. Read that, you guys. These guys, like I said, did not just go through a little fight. They weren't just in the neighborhood fighting. They were fighting against men, other men that were straight killers and armed with swords to wipe them out. And they stood strong. You really think that if that at one time one of these soldiers or one of his mighty men stood there and went like this, he wouldn't have been killed? Think about it. The moment you're in a war and you have swords coming at you at all times, you're focusing on these swords. But the moment you stop to say, wait, is anybody with me? You think they would have survived that turn? Come on, you guys are not hearing me, I guess. You're not hearing me. What I'm saying is, every time you're in this fire and you're saying, God, I know you got me. You just lost it. You lost it. I'm telling you. Do you know that Jesus didn't have it easier than us? Did you know that? The devil was already trying to take him out from birth. Do you guys know that? From birth, the devil was already on him. You know how, how much he wanted him gone? And dead. Matthew, uh, Matthew 2, 1 through 14. Let me see here. Uh, Matthew 2, 1 through 14. Sorry. My fingers are delicate. I'll have victory. Uh, now, now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, um, in the days of Her Herod, the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of Jews? For we have seen his star 
in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. So they said to him, In, in Bethlehem of Judea, For thou it is written by the prophet, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, are not the last or the least among the rulers of Judea, for out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, deter determined from them what time the star appeared, and he sent him he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the young child, and when you have found him, bring back word to me, that I may come and worship him also. When they heard the king, they departed, and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy, and when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts of gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and Mary, Mary, then being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod. They departed for their own country another way. The flight into Egypt. Let me see where I read up to. Oh. Now when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother, flee to Egypt, and stay there until I bring you the word. For Her Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. The enemy, the devil, right? When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed for Egypt. In verse 16, it says, Then Herod, when he saw that he was deceived by the wise men, was extinct, ex, ex, what how you say it? exceedingly angry and he sent forth and put to death all the male children who were in Bethlehem and in all his districts from two years old and under, according to the time which he had determined from the wise men. He was killing everybody off, all those kids, just to try to get to Christ. Just to try to get them, right? And what did God do? He covered them. He sent word. Get out of there. Do you guys hear when God's telling you guys stuff? Before you go in the fire? And then while you're in the fire, he still tells you? Covers you. Covers you. 
Do you guys really want to see how it is to dance in the fire? Do you? Hey, light the fire with you. <laughs> Matthew 4, um, Matthew 4, 1 through 11. Let's read. Satan tempts Jesus. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterward he was hungry. And I get hungry after three days or one day or an hour. Now, when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. But Jesus answered and said, It is written, Men should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him up into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down for it is written. He shall give his angels charge over you and, and their hair in their hands. They shall bear you up. Least you dash your feet against a stone. Jesus said to him, it is written again. You shall now tempt the Lord, your God. Again, the devil took him up on ex exceedingly high mountain and showed, showed him all the kingdom of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these things I will give, to, give you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, away with you, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only you shall serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. What is it telling us that every time the enemy is coming at you, every time the walls are getting hot, every time you, you, you give back the word of God to it, you tell them your promises. You tell them what God has given you. You ask Christ to come and help you, and the angels will appear for you. Not right here physically. You're not going to see them, but they're with you. You guys have to understand that, that God didn't just have a plan when Adam and Eve fell. He had another plan to, to get us right. He had another plan after that. He didn't want us to just go away and destroy us. The devil wanted other plans. He kept coming. I don't know why it did not print out some other stuff. Hold on. I got to. Now it's going to get weird because I can't read my little tiny phone. <laughs> the message I have on there. Um, how many of us have fasted and how many of you know that when the devil knows pastor calls a fast, he is right there offering us food. I we 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 we're at, me and Sharice are the only ones at the at my job that are from the church, so 
we're fasting and we try not to say nothing. And then my boss is like, I'm ordering pizza, I'm ordering sandwiches. What do you guys want? Foul <laughs> devil. But, but it happens though, right? Pastor said it many times. He's fasting and, hey, you guys want to eat? And they bring all kinds of gourmet meals. And, and that's, that's the enemy, you guys, is trying to distract you from the little things. Because you're standing in faith and fasting for one thing, right? Whatever that may be in your life. Right? You're standing for that. You're, you're like, I'm fasting. I'm not going to, I'm going to sacrifice this for, for, for my marriage or my finances or, or a job or my children or whatever the cause. Whatever the fast, right? And he comes in to try to steal that from you. He did it to Christ. Come on, he fasted 40 days and he then he came knocking. Oh, hi, with a big old Subway sandwich. That's what happens, you guys. What about when we are done doing the party scene and the party comes right to us? When you say, I'm done with that. I'm not, I'm not longer going to be doing this no more. I had a lot of friends that when they found out that I wasn't using no more, then they would come around with dope, free dope. Get out of here. I didn't even know you. Who are you? I'm not lying. You guys, I mean, those of you that went through that, you know. The devil tells us he will give us the best of the best if we would just walk away from Jesus and worship him. He tells us that, you guys. He still uses that same skill trade that he had when he tempted Jesus. He's still using it. Still comes just like that. He knows the human nature. He knows our the human desires. He knows you and me. He knows this. He knows how to tempt us. The, the temptation of Jesus Christ was the greatest battles ever and will ever be. And when Jesus was crucified is when he ended it all. Before this, we would have just died and went to hell with the devil. But Jesus took the keys, which is really the keys to death. Now because of Jesus, we have the great victory of being heard and seen by God. And all we have to do is live righteous and in his will. That, my brothers and sisters, is true victory. Without that, we wouldn't have been able to even talk to God. God didn't want nothing to do with us before that sacrifice. So that is the greatest victory. Do you know why it's important to learn to dance in the fire? Do you guys know why it is? Because your friends, your family knows you better than anybody else. And they know exactly what you're going through. And if they see you dancing and having joy, then they want the Christ you have. That's why it's important to dance in the fire. 
March 16th, you're going to see us here. If it's church service, you'll see us here. That's where we're always at. We're joyful. We're, we know what she stood for. We know what Christ covered her, how he covered her, and we know he's going to do the same for us. That's victory, you guys. Amen? Let's end it. Let's end it the way we know how. Victory.